rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. Hello. Facebook is going to come in about two minutes late. So, okay. Um, yeah, because I, as I was, my name is Tara Devlin. I don't need to explain all that technical stuff. But what happened was when I was doing the test for the show, I accidentally, I don't know, something happened. And Facebook is really annoying in many ways, more than if you don't, uh, it, more than we know. Even when you have to work with it, it's even more annoying because you can't schedule anything. It has to be 10 minutes in advance, so it's really irritating. So I wanted to schedule it at 6, and it wouldn't allow me to schedule it until 2 minutes after 6. So Facebook, if you're watching on Facebook, you'll be here in a minute. And YouTube is always on time. So thanks, thank you guys for hanging out with me. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and at GDPR Revolution 99, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other places where you get your shows. Like, uh, I don't know, where else? Maybe I don't even know. Podbeam or something? That's another one. Oh, yeah, Twitch. That's another one. And I'm just looking for my lower third. I can't find it. I guess I can't put it up. I have the one with me and Bob. But, oh, that's not that's not it. That's a picture of, of pencil neck Schiff. Um, no, who cares? We all know me. Maybe I'll get it. That's Bob Kincaid, Tara Devlin. Jesus Christ. I'm not prepared today. Anyway, follow Bob Kincaid, uh, if you will, and me on Twitter and uh, YouTube and what else? Um, Instagram. Okay, whatever. Who cares, right? It's, I always have to. I hate that. I hate this part of the show. So I don't blame you for hating it, too. And so anyway, I, I have to do the spiel. Please become a patron. I want to thank the we do have um, some new patrons who have come on board. So I appreciate it. The more patrons we have soon, I think I'll get when we get to 30 patrons, I'll have a we'll start doing patron only events. Maybe I should do them sooner. Maybe that will attract patrons. I don't know. It's very hard because I have to um I have to work too. That's the other thing during the week and I have to keep this goddamn site and show afloat until we get enough patrons where we I mean I always say we stick together, we win. I'm not kidding. We are this is the liberal media. You're looking at it. If you think you're when you're watching MSNBC, you're watching the liberal media. You're you're watching the corporate media. I mean, MSNBC is as, is as good as it gets as far as liberal media in, in the corporate realm. But if you want the real liberal media, you, it's, it's up to us to support it. I will be here as long as I can be here. But we need to meet each other halfway. And if you can support financially, please do. Um, at become a patron buy some merch there's a, there's other ways you can support if you don't have if you don't have financial means you could give a review on iTunes you can share the show with your friends that helps if you have connections you know you can help us grow in that way so 
Um, and we're here. We're in this together. If without you guys, that's it. There is no show, and that's and it's over. And then we are just plummeting into oligarchy, full full bore. No, I no uh, with no net. No, uh, 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 that's that's really the truth because we have six giant multinational corporations that own the entire media platform uh, uh, in this country. They own, this, and thanks to the Telecommunications Act of 1996, thank you, DLC, Bill Clinton, and the, Demo- the, uh, the corporate wing of the Democratic Party that helped usher in all these neoliberal policies that we're suffering with now. It's not just the Republicans, even though the Republicans are hor- horrific. Yeah, and when we, and even Obama, you know what I mean, is great, okay, I'm sure he'll go down in history as a, as a great president. He's definitely a lot better um, than living in outright fascism. But even Obama put Social Security on the table. And when given the choice to, um, to bail out homeowners instead of the, just the banks— Obama made the choice to bail out the banks solely. They could have given relief to homeowners who were underwater. But they, of course, here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, the, we have two parties that at the time, I mean, now the Democratic Party is moving more to the left. And as you hear the, the Republican Party and, and, and the corporate media if you any watch watch a half hour of of MSNBC and tell me really whose side are they on they are they are implicitly um biased against Bernie that's for sure or any they they, they don't even explain that's the other thing when it's really irritating when they talk about oh the democratic party is moving left then you have all these socialists in the democratic party their socialist policies what policies are they talking about what is so crazy about medicare for all what is so insane about doing something that every other country does for generations we are the outlier here we're the dumbasses and they want to keep it that way because they want to make money that's the bottom line the and the the thing that is so tragic about this country is that it feels uh forget e pluribus unum forget uh what is it um we pledge our lives fortunes and sacred honor to each other uh, there's nothing more socialist than that right pledging your lives your fortunes my my lord your my fortune keep your hands off my fortune and your sacred honor to each other, you know, there's nothing more socialist than that. But um, when they, I'm listening to the corporate media, they, they never explain what they're talking about. The Democratic Party has moved so far to the left. What is so far to the left? Explain it. And when you start saying, oh, well, capitalism must be saved every, every, how come capitalism has to constantly be saved every generation? We got to constantly re, uh, rescue it. From itself, and it's not even that. What are we rescuing? Because the fact is, we're we are now the least upwardly mobile, with the widest income gap of all industrialized nations. That's the so-called meritocracy we're living in. 
We are, um, that's the, that's the death knell of democracy. And you know what? That is by design of Republican policies and neoliberal policies. Because um, when, when, when they say what, um, you know, uh, the, that Democrat, the, that, that, that capitalism needs reform. Well, what reform would that be? Just asking nicely? A, a, a harshly worded letter to the Wall Street banksters? What, what would it be? Um, I think it, it's sort of like the New Deal. That's what it needs. You need the socialist New Deal-type policies to regulate the filthy banksters from eating your mama's lunch, your daddy's lunch, your granny's lunch. And, well, forget your granny. Kick the granny out on the street. This is who they are. And the real question is how much longer are we going to take it? But the answer, honestly, is very depressing. And because when I look at the writing on the wall, when I look around and I see what the, 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 I see the Trump dupes cheering the moron, the, and it's not just Trump. Trump is the symptom. But then you have an entire party. You have an entire political party that is uh, that operates solely as an agent of oligarchy and they don't care if as long if Trump is in there they they don't care that's fine that he's unfit that he is a that he's a traitor that he's a greed-centered ghoul that uh has no business being in anywhere near the halls of power not at all that he is a he's a he's a, he's, a cro- he's a crook a crook I mean his entire family are crooks going back from the time they they landed in this country as a in this nation of immigrants, right? So, but they don't, the Republican Party does not care. They, as long as they could pack the courts, destroy the environment, funnel more money into their own pockets, doesn't matter if that is the end of democracy. That if you uh, you can't have a democracy, a functioning one that has concentrated wealth in the in the, uh, to the extent, of course, that we have it. it. This the wealth in this country is concentrated uh, more egregiously than it was in the Roman Empire. Look that up. That is the that's the God's honest truth. So how much more do they need? So, um, and we are worse than the so-called class-based societies like England and France. But, you know, England still has a goddamn queen. I would, I would argue we have a queen in the White House, a little whiny little queen. So, where is everybody? I don't see a lot of people in the YouTube room. Usually there's a lot more of you people. Of you people. Of we people. What do you mean, you? I'm talking we. Um, so anyway, man, maybe everybody's just out enjoying life. I wish I could enjoy life. I can't. <laughs> because I'm living in fascism. It's a little bit distracting for me. Yeah, so anyway, uh, guys, thank you. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out every week with me. 
we had the release of the Mueller report. Um, I was watching Democracy Now! and they and Amy Goodman had David K. Johnston on, and he was debating Glenn Greenwald. I'm not. I, I'm really confused by these left wingers that I don't understand it. That they they think that the Mueller investigation was a witch hunt, and that Trump was just so upset by. The fact that he knew that he was not, he, there was no collusion. He knew that. You know, he's just an honest public servant that was mad that, they, that he, just, he couldn't do his job of working for the American people because the, you know, not that he ever did anything for the American people since the second his uh, mother birthed this monster, set this, this, this monster loose on this planet. But, not, I mean, all of a sudden he had this, this great populist heart that, not, I mean, you never saw it before as he was grifting and stealing and kicking people out of apartments and f- inflating invoices for his, in these fake corporations that he created so he can siphon money from his daddy's trust fund tax-free or when he was hawking uh, non-FDA-approved vitamins for the suckers to, you know, you had to, you had to uh, send in a, a sample of your urine to the Trump network. It was a, it was a very scientific thing where you, you peed in a Trump-branded urine cup and sent your urine into the Trump network, and they would analyze your urine. The, the greatest scientists ever to live would analyze your urine and send you back all the supplements you needed. They were just non-FDA approved, and um, obviously the entire thing was a scam. So, because how do you get it? You can't get approval for a scam, so you just don't get a, get a, get approval. That's it. But you get the idiots to pee in a cup, to send their urine to, uh, in, a, in a Trump-branded cup. That, that's what Trump did before he was the so-called president. And also, on top of it, he was a, a money launderer for the Russian mob. So all of these instances, well, he was actually fine. The Trump Taj Mahal, which he bankrupted eventually, because everything he touches dis- is destroyed. And now he's got his greedy, tiny fingers around the neck of the United States. But, you know, and he's destroying that too. So, um, but, you know, all of a sudden he wants to do for you. The average Joe moron. And, the, and what's so depressing, we, whenever I ask how much longer are we going to take it, I, I think, you know what, we, uh, probably in my, not in my lifetime will I see this turnaround. The, I mean, there's a lot of stupidity in this country. That uh, Yes, there's a sucker born every minute, and Trump supporters are living proof. Because if you, if you think that this con man, this tax-dodging, greed-centered, grifter, money-laundering criminal is your champion, you got to be chugging those Trump Network vitamins. There is something seriously missing in your, in your DNA. And the other thing, um, I put out a video on YouTube as well, because we all know people who voted for Trump. And they, they all like to say, nobody likes to admit that they're a racist. 
And one of the videos I put out on on uh, it was a it was a clip from last week, but uh, from last week's show. But it's uh, the 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 truth is, if you are voting with a KKK endorsed, David Duke endorsed, Nazi endorsed party, then you're a freaking racist. There is no getting around it. You can't tell me, oh, I'm I'm just a fiscal conservative. What are you fiscal about? Because Trump has added how much to the deficit? These deficit that they so were so, they were their hair were were is on fire for for years. Well, that's all we ever heard about the debt, the deficit, the debt, the deficit. Because they, they, when they wanted to take your your health care or your your social security, they need an excuse. So, they, but they never cry about the deficit when they're funneling more money into the hands of the of the undeserving rich who do nothing. But you know, half of the uh, over sixty percent of the of the of these. Uh, the the one percent are are, are they're, they get to be in that status due to inherited wealth. So we have this new American aristocracy that the Republican Party are deliberately rebuilding, and it's um they, that's right there case in point, as they you know because they're supposed to be so Jesusy and Bible-y, right? They love the Bible. And uh, but you know, know them by their fruits. Know them by the company they keep. So if you're endorsed by the KKK and the and the and David Duke, and you're and you're what you're doing is taking money from the from those that need it. You're you're taking it from the your the society that you're you're robbing the general welfare to funnel into the hands of the few that nev- that don't need it that uh will and in fact it all it harms democracy it harms this grand experiment that you supposedly love when you're hugging that flag literally hugging a flag like a moron in front of the morons and uh that's all you you know um that's all you really need to know about the Republican Party. I mean, that's not all, but it just says it all about them. They, they're. I never thought I would see the how low, how low they go. When I saw Bush, George W. Bush, uh, what the moron that he was, the the embarrassment, the international embarrassment, the the international war criminal. His cabal of of greedy grifters, but then you think they hit bottom with that, right? And then the trap door opens, and here we are in Dante's ninth circle of hell with with Twitler and the 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 flying monkeys that surround him to protect him, and they're all out now that the 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 redacted Mueller report was released. And obviously, Trump, Twitler, has his, his Roy Cohen protecting him. And it's, it's an embarrassment because, you know what, I, I knew, I always said, it's almost like, but it's still shocking. I always said that Republicans hate this country. Republicans hate America. They hate democracy. They are the true heirs of the British loyalists dragging us back to the very system the founders fought a revolution to escape. One where the rich rule every everything, they own everything, they rule every, they have all the seats of power, 
And then they lord over a wide swath, a giant mass of the working poor to exploit. And if you're living in a country where, because they, the, the thing that they have a lot of the average Joe morons brainwashed, what a great economy. What a great economy. Half of these people that go to these Trump rallies, they're, all, they're on Social Security. They're on some kind of public assistance, as it is, right? They're all, they hate socialism. But they're, don't touch their socialist Social Security. Then don't touch their socialist Medicare, right? Get your government hands off their Medicare. But they, they think they're, uh, they benefited from all of the liberal policies that normal people um, fought, bled, and died to give to them, to, to allow them a decent middle-class life and a decent retirement uh, so they could live in dignity. And they use that free time because they don't, because of Social Security and because of a, of a system that was built by liberals that the Republicans and the DLC Democrats dismantled, the, a lot of these older people, they, they have pensions. They're able to uh, enjoy retirement because it, regardless of what their job was when they were work in their working years, they they could have been a janitor. But there was a time in this not that there's anything wrong with that, but there was a time in this country where the lowest paid worker wasn't uh, treated like uh, vermin. You know that the the CEO only made 25 times the lowest paid worker, and every every worker could expect that was the american birthright that they could expect a decent middle class life and that's what we used to define as the american dream but the republicans over time transformed that american dream into you can be a billionaire too maybe you you can win the lottery you know that's a, that's that whole scam with the lottery you know they they'll pick one somebody might get picked out of that the huddled masses they'll just reach in and one will come out and they'll they'll be uh, a billionaire now or whatever the high millionaire now and uh when you get a billion you know you're talking about real money then right so but the but that that's it's it's a way of keeping keeping people trapped and the uh the so you have these poor dupes at these at these Twitler Nuremberg rallies cheering about um you know unconsciously not uh, the unconscious unwitting sycophants of their own demise and and maybe they won't feel the sting of the lash of the of the effects because they've been insulated by the socialist policies of FDR, and uh, but they are. This is what they're passing on to younger generations, um, who who all you know, a lot of people don't even you know pension. What the hell's a pension? They have they have pulled the wool over so many people's eyes. Somebody was telling me the other day. This some a friend of mine is uh, my friend's husband, who is. Uh, he works in a union, and uh, he's a teamster, and they came into the union shop because and they, cause they have a pension, and they were telling them how uh, now it's a take-it-or-leave-it deal, though, of course, that they're transferring their pensions into a, an annuity. And it's such a great thing because if you leave the company, you'll, you could take your annuity with you. Isn't that great? But it's, it's not great because they... they, they 
the, it, of course it's better to have a pension. You have a guaranteed set amount of money there that comes to you every month or whatever it is until you die. And then you could pass it on to your spouse. If you, ha- you have an annuity, so what? Now you got to be a freaking Wall Street bankster on the side as well as do your regular day job? You got to worry about the stock market and then God help you if it crashes when you want your annuity and then it runs out. And what happens now, they, the first, right now, the first 401k generation is retiring now because that whole 401k thing is a scam. So they, uh, it doesn't look pretty. Most people do not have enough money to live on in retirement. So what happens then? They got to be a Walmart greeter if they can. But what, what do you do then? You, don't, you can. Let's say you're, you're infirm. You're elderly. You, you worked as a bricklayer. or You worked in manual labor your whole life. And you just can't work another goddamn day. Well, tough luck, Charlie. You, um, I mean, I guess what you'll have to do is go on welfare. Go on public assistance. So we will pick up the tab anyway. And corporations get away scot-free. They don't even pay taxes. The, the amount of corporations, these multi-billion dollar companies, trillion dollar companies, that pay absolutely no taxes, nothing. And they, they, they barely give their workers a living wage, if at all. Now it's the, uh, uh, they're touting, oh, a lot of these companies are making the $15 minimum wage the standard. Well, good for them, but it's still not a living wage. In fact, if the minimum wage kept up with productivity, the minimum wage would be over $30 an hour. And why can't the minimum wage be a freaking living wage, right? But uh, everybody's brainwashed into thinking that they're, uh, it's some brown person's fault trying to come over the border, right? So this is what we're up against. And I see the, when the, the Mueller report, the redacted Mueller report came out, um, the, the, uh, all over the corporate media, you're always hearing about how divided we are and all that. We are divided because we live with a bunch of dumbasses. Of course we're divided. When, you're, when you have people that are living in complete and utter denial that now, now let's um, think about, so, of course, Mueller did not exonerate Twitler for um, obstruction of justice. In fact, I, I don't really understand why he, he, he didn't at least say, okay, yeah, there's some kind of uh, memo that says a sitting president can't be indicted. Okay, whatever. But that, why would he punt? He punts to Congress. That's what Mueller did. He, oh, okay, let's, Congress will take this up. Um, like, as if they will. Because we have a bunch of greed-centered sycophants in Congress. This is why we need to get Democrats at least in there, in, in the House and in the Senate. And then you have in the House the, the, the political implications of um, the, the Democratic Party. They're afraid of losing their seats in the House because if they go after Twitler, for um, for being a criminal, and like, what did Twitler do? Uh, so the um, the Republican Party, uh, they're all saying, "Oh well, he's completely exonerated. He uh, it's 
uh, you know, that he's completely uh, no collusion, no obstruction, no coll- and it's complete and utter bullshit. What he did consistently, um, let's just like off the top of my head, we have the uh, mysterious G- uh, George Papadopoulos meeting with a foreign professor who is now missing, okay, this foreign professor. I was just looking up on Business Insider. This, uh, no one can track down Joseph M- Mifsud, M-I-F-S-U-D, Mifsud, a professor who reportedly met with George Papadopoulos, a former Trump campaign advisor, during the 2016 um, campaign. So he's missing. Miss Mifsud's, I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry. Uh, fiance told BuzzFeed News that he cut off communication with her when his name was leaked last October. I mean, God knows what happened to this person. The, um, people who get in Putin's way um, come down with a very serious case of being dead. And uh, what else happened? So Carter Page tried to broker a meeting between Trump and Putin. This is during the campaign. Paul Manafort gives internal polling um, data to a Russian operative. And many of these Russians, there were over 100 meetings with Russians that were, some of these people were spies on top of it. So it's like, okay, no collusion, no obstruction. What the hell was that? Well, you're meeting with spies. You're trying, and uh, Kushner attempting to open a, a, a secret back channel in the Russian embassy. What's that about? And uh, Roger Stone and Jerome Corsi Corsi suspiciously um, having accurate predictions about when WikiLeaks would be dumping their information. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Trump calling for Russia to hack Clinton's emails. And then then Russia attempting the first hack five hours later. Um... And then you have, of course, Manafort meeting with Russian oligarchs and the meetings in the in restaurants in New York where they all left separately through the back door. What what is going on there? So um, and then the the Republican Party, all of them come out to defend this. The uh, if if nothing else, uh, curious behavior. This uh, he's a traitor. If I did this, I'd be in an uh, I'd at least be arrested. The, the, how many people went to went to prison? We already have people pleading guilty. You have two Trump uh, aides pleading guilty to conspiracy against the United States. And but this is no collusion, no obstruction, no collusion, no obstruction. And on top of it, then you have. This is, I mean, they, they're saying that he, he tried to obstruct justice numerous times, but the, those around him didn't follow his orders, so, that, uh, so it doesn't count? So, uh, I mean, if, uh, don't people, when you're, I, I see on uh, these investigation shows, you have uh, spouses going out trying to hire hitmen to take out their spouse, right? And they get them on, they get them recorded. Yeah, I want this guy dead, or I want my husband dead, I want my wife dead. And that just because it didn't get carried out doesn't mean there's no consequences to those actions. But it's, but it's, it's his entire life 
Twitler has been getting away with his crimes. So what? Uh, now he's getting away with this again, being a traitor. And what's so irritating, on top of everything else that's irritating, is uh, the, Putin the other day was griping. He was, he gave an interview, and he was lamenting the the state of democracy in this country. This is how much we are dupes. You see what I'm saying? Because Putin hates democracy. So he's lamenting how this poor, legitimate president can't get a break, man, because uh, there's all these... uh, Of course, Putin says, we never... We didn't interfere, even though our our intelligence agencies uh, beg to differ. And Putin... I'm just trying to find the clip here. Let's see. This is what you'll hear is, if you're watching, you'll see Putin, but there's, this is the voice of a translator. But because of that, the situation, the internal political situation in the U.S. has not uh, become any better. There are attempts to find new pretexts to attack President Trump. I'm sorry, I digress. But I think uh, it testifies to a certain element of a crisis, and the U.S. political system per se, just have a look at what is happening. The group that are mounting an offensive against the legitimately elected president are simply, as a matter of fact, trying to to cancel the, the vote. They do not agree to what the people have said. And it is a crisis of the political system. This is something unseen before. Yes, the pre-electoral campaign can be very harsh, but if a, a candidate emerges victorious, then uh, the strife finishes and everyone rallies behind the new president. But this is not what has happened in the U.S., the strife, the division is still there. You see what happened. There are groups that put their group interests above national interests. Oh, my interest. God. Can you believe this? Can you believe the nerve of Putin? Of course, I mean, he's a KGB agent. He's, he's playing Trump. That's, that was an audience of one, as, as usual... We have a lot of of these the highly uh, manipulatable. Oh, I mean, well, Trump is manipulatable. These the people that get on TV and they they're really speaking to Twitter, and that was a purely for the benefit of Twitter. This poor put upon man who just wanted to serve his country for the first time in his 72 to- years of being a overgrown toddler. All of the sudden, he wanted to serve his country by doing the bidding of the Russian oligarchy, and uh, doing. Uh, and he's saying, "Oh, the uh, well, this Trump has imposed sanctions on us, and he's really, I don't always agree with him." And they're they are so um, they are so playing the uh, the dumbasses, including Trump. Trump is an idiot. And I, I'm sure as you, I mean, hello, uh, true, true word. You don't have to be a, a Rhodes Scholar to come up with that. But the, as you saw this week, um, the Kim Jong-un released another, uh, whatever, test rocket. Of course, because uh, there, Trump is a moron. He is easily manipulated by flattery. 
And um, of course, he never, um, Kim Jong un never slowed down. There was never an intention to denuclearize whatever Twitler's love letters might have said, which is such an embarrassment. It is embarrassing. Isn't it embarrassing to be American at this time? It was bad enough under George W. Bush, but it's embarrassing because the entire world is laughing at us now that we allowed, and this is what Putin is, he's decrying how, oh, we, during the election, the two sides would have a hard fight, and then they, but they would all come together and rally around the lead. Bullshit! Shut the F up! Get your filthy oligarch hands out of our election! And you have these morons that are being duped. Now, part of the information, and that's another thing that Trump did. I don't understand how is this not collusion, how Paul Manafort gives polling data to a Russian operative. And and we all know that the Russians infiltrated the uh, social media. They're all over social media, and they're doing it now. And that they try, and according to Mueller's report, they try to uh, hack into our, our, electro- our electronic voting machines. What, what is going to stop them? This is what they do. And Twitter, simultaneously, while they're interfering in the election and, and flooding social media with propaganda and trying to hack into not just the DNC, but the, uh, our electoral systems... They, uh, uh, what's going to stop? Twitler's going out there and denying it, saying that it's not true, and he's defending Putin. What? I mean, this is what I'm saying. Where the hell are we living? This is, um, this is not a drill, okay? And you have the entire Republican Party. It doesn't matter what the Mueller report actually says. They they are defending him, and this is this was from Fox News the other day. I had this other thing with Stuart Varney. This is uh this is just a couple of the Fox News morons. Dozens of federal prosecutors spent two years trying to charge you with the crime, and then yeah. found they couldn't. It would mean there wasn't any real evidence you did it. The witch hunt is officially over. The Mueller report is out. And the president of the United States has been totally and completely vindicated. And to those who branded the primetime hosts on this network as state news for daring to tell the truth, not just our truth, but the truth, you owe us an apology. (laughs) Well, it'll be a cold day in hell when we apologize to a propaganda network because even that's propaganda. They, he was not exonerated, not at all. They, I mean, uh, Mueller punted to the Congress. It's sort of like when John Roberts said that uh, when he when he took away the man, the man the Medicaid expansion in Obamacare, hobbling it. You know, this is what Republicans do. They, they like to destroy. They never build anything. They never do anything worthy of, uh, of, of a great civilization. All they do is destroy and tear things down and make it harder for us to get along and whatnot. But that's what, when, um, when Roberts 
undid the Medicaid mandate. He said, well, you know, Congress can fix it, right? Well, he, he did the same thing, punting it to Congress, knowing full well just how dysfunctional and greed-centered and bought by the pharmaceutical industries and the health insurance racket industries that that filthy body of, uh, of Putin puppets really are. So, and they were all Putin puppets because we know that on top of it, you have, remember the um, NRA was fu- the, this whole uh, gun rights group that was another way of Russian money um, to, they funneled money, the money into the NRA and then the NRA distributed it across the Republican candidates. And so that's, when Obama mentioned something during the State of the Union, how the foreign, uh, that the overturning Citizens United, that Citizens United would allow far, the influence of foreign, foreign money into our elections, and you had that filthy Alito mouthing, not true, because they're so full of shit, Republicans. Yes, it was true. And they hate democracy. And um, the, the thing that is also concerning in general is that what do you, Republicans do not care. They, um, uh, and again, here we are, the Democrats, the normal people, right, bringing a strongly worded email to a gun battle. Do you think that if, for, in any way, shape, or form that the well, that if this were the uh, if the shoe was on the other foot, right? If it was Obama, that the Republican Party would really care about um, how it looks, or let's say the, what I'm what, what I'm really talking about right now is remember when the during the campaign at the in 2016 when. Obama, and they were all briefed when all of the, the Congress was, was briefed and when Mitch McConnell said that uh, if they were briefed that the Russians were interfering with the election. And McConnell said that if the Democrats go public with this, that they would deny it and they would say it was completely political. That's because that's what a, the grave digger of American democracy that oh, Mitch McConnell is. So... Obama didn't want to seem like he was putting his thumb on the scale for Hillary Clinton. Now, if you think that the, that the Republicans would have the same reaction if the shoe were on the other foot, they wouldn't give a shit if they, the appearance of putting the thumb on the scale. They put their thumb, their mother's thumb, their freaking daddy's thumb, they, and Sean Hannity's well-padded ass on the scale. It's, uh, they want, it wouldn't matter. As long as they get power, and if they if they found out that something like that was going on to benefit the, the Democrats, they it, it it wouldn't matter. The Republicans have an absolutely no concern for the mechanism mechanisms of democracy and how it looks. Or uh, oh, I, I I want the people I want to trust their in their systems of democracy, and I don't want to seem like it's um, being unfair. Bullshit. The Republicans would do whatever it took because they're crooks and they don't care. And then they would uh, go or turn around and blame the Democrats for it. So 
the Republican Party, I mean, the Democratic Party, I believe, is still operating under these archaic rules, thinking that they're that the the Demo- that the Republicans are somehow, um, you know, following those rules, following the rules of, of a democratic republic. They're not. They're dismantling this democratic republic, and the and the uh, the Democrats are still trying to play nice with them. They cannot play nice, and so they're like, "Oh, we we can't impeach him. Let's not uh, because it's a political. Um, it, it might upset the dupes. the The thing that irritates me. Here's another thing. When because I, I always go off on the corporate media. And because I want you to support the independent liberal media, not just me, Mike Malloy, Bob Kincaid, you know, the people that are we have our our uh, we're you know, we're out here doing the best we can with limited resources. And we really are in this together. But on the in the corporate media, what I constantly hear, even with the Mueller report. So this came out the other day. They were like, oh, um, here we are in the heartland. Um do these people really care about the Mueller report? The, uh, no, they care about kitchen table issues. Like, you can't walk and chew gum at the same time. You can't take care of the, the greed-centered trader in the White House and work on Medicare for All or, or whatever. But, uh, and so, of course, Stephanie Rule is always up you know, like on my nerves. And um, she's like, well, they don't really care. You know, that's just his um, jam, as she always says. That's his jam. And then Steve Kornacki comes out with the board. He's got this 35% approval rating. Oh, it's never dropped below. And uh, no one's leaving the Trump train. So enough is enough. Yes, there are a 35% of morons that will never leave him no matter what he does. And they're saying that, Oh, people just don't care about the the fact that we had a foreign adversary interfering in our election. Well, you know what, Stephanie and Steve, make them care, for Christ's sake. Make them care. Don't just report that they don't care. Tell them. Make them care, for Christ's sakes. That is part of being in the media. This is a an emergency. This is not a drill. We, it's a, it should be on every goddamn ticker tape uh, on the cover of the newspapers, but it's not. It's how many times do we have to see? Twitler's approval rating uh, is still at 35%. He'll, he'll never lose his, his base. Who effing cares? His base are morons. They are, and they will never believe. So another thing I saw on on CNN, the, I, and I grabbed this clip because it's, it's unbelievable. They, part of what came out in the Mueller report, because this is part of the reason, one of the things that Mueller said was that, that Twitler um, and the campaign, they were meeting with all these Russians, and, but it was like they're dumbasses. They're like Mr. Magoo of treason, blindly walking into these, the, the, the spider's web of spies, it's sort of like that. That's what he's doing down in Mar-a-Lago now. You know, he goes, he flies on the public dime down to his his uh, bribe, uh, the the hub of bribes, and uh, 
there's it's completely unsecured and infested with spies. So, you know, oh well, the Republicans don't care, of course. So, um, we'll make them care. Make them goddamn care. And so, um, anyway, let me play this video. This woman, because one of the things that they were saying was that they, the people, there were very, uh, you know, a lot of the dupes. They, because Twitler, I mean, and uh, Putin, Putin wanted Twitler. He wanted Twitler. He didn't want Hillary because Hillary has his number and she wouldn't go along. They, one of the things that he wanted was that to, uh, which is exactly what Twitler is doing, is recognizing um, Putin's illegal annexation of the of of Ukraine, and uh, and Hillary, there was no way in hell that she was going to do that. So they, uh, of course, that's what Putin does. He's they they sent in this internet research agency. It was called, and they they created all these fake accounts, fake Facebook groups, all and these groups. They were all pro-Trump, but they contained um, Americans. Americans signed up for it and fell for it and would even meet in real life. And it's sort of like when the Koch brothers would bus the the dumbasses down in, into Washington on, on their hands off my government hands off my Medicare tour. They, uh, uh, it's the same thing. They're funded by the so-called grassroots, but it's all funded by billionaires. So you have, in this circumstance, the so-called, uh, you know, people, um, so uh, average Americans, quote-unquote, creating these Facebook groups, but they were created by basically Russian spies and spooks and the uh, all designed to pit people against each other, pit Americans against each other. And they even met in real life. Um, they would fund the, um, you know, making um, signs for them and whatnot. So uh, what's, what's CNN had a, they did a little story. They went to, uh, they went to Florida and met a woman who was one of the heads of an admin of one of these Russian-founded groups, Trump pro-Trump groups, and she's in denial. She thinks it's all bullshit, and because Trump has conditioned her, like a good little Nazi fascist freak, that whatever she doesn't want to hear, just sticks her fingers in her ears and says fake news. And the Republican Party... It's, it's cognitive dissonance meets the Dunning-Kruger effect. Here it is in full effect. BS. She may well be one of the unwitting Americans, Trump supporters who helped the Russian Internet trolls infiltrate U.S. communities by spreading Russian-made messages without knowing it. But Florin Goldfarb, who still runs the Team Trump Broward Facebook page, thinks that's all BS, yeah. right down to the timing of when Robert BS, Mueller honey. decided to release his indictments. I think it's a cover-up. That's my opinion. They're what? covering up for their blunder on the uh, on the uh, shooting that was done at the uh, high school. One group wow. the Russians operated under was called Being Patriotic, calling themselves Being an patriotic. online community. 
They were actually Russian Internet trolls, according to the FBI, trying to direct unwitting Americans to holding rallies, posting Russian-made anti-Hillary Clinton messages, even telling them what to print on their homemade signs. According to the indictment, the Russians, under the online name Being Patriotic, encouraged Trump supporters to stage oh a God. flash mob on August 20th. And the Team Trump Broward group responded. Lauren Goldfarb posted the information for the Fort Lauderdale flash mob on the Facebook page she still runs. Co-chair of the Team Trump Broward, Dolly Rump, was there, holding a crooked Hillary sign. Dolly Rump wouldn't talk to CNN. Her husband told us by phone, we Maybe are disgusting and not to bother them. Lauren Goldfarb told us, we are fake news, part of the cover-up. But what part of it in this is a cover-up? What, are you well, saying they, that's they, not true, or what? Uh, the Russians, I don't care if they were uh, involved or not. That's That, to me, is the least important really? thing. But they were involved with you. Did you guys know that? You traitor. They weren't involved with us. That's, you know, just make sure that you report it correctly, that, you know... But you guys were involved with being patriotic, right? Very, very patriotic, but not... Being no, you're not patriotic, the group honey. that contacted and helped organize the some of these of activities that you posted on your own Facebook account. Th those were legitimate. Those were Russians. They were not Russians. I don't go with the Russians. That group do. was Russian. You're a dumbass. I have nothing to do with the Russians. The well, apparently you did. Yeah, honey, you do. No. Even you though the indictment says the Russians organized the rally... Ms. Goldfarb says she never communicated with any Russians, and no one at any of her events were anything but Americans for Trump. The yeah, Russians, pretending to be bitch. Trump organizers, also reached out to Harry Miller in Boynton Beach, Florida, paying him to build a cage large enough to hold an actress depicting Clinton in prison uniform. He did just that, appearing at rallies. On Friday, Miller, who now lives in Pennsylvania, tweeted, This is the cage the Russians paid for. By phone, he says he learned about his unwitting involvement from the FBI and now believes it was Russians who called him on the phone, paid him between $500 to $1,000 to build his cage. How could you be embarrassed? They had that beautiful website. They very supportive of the, supportive of the candidate. Uh, there was nothing, nothing at all to lend you to think that it's anything other than people trying to support a candidate. The Russians weren't just recruiting unwitting Trump supporters. As CNN reported last October, a group calling itself Blackfist turned out to be Russians, trying to infiltrate black communities and seed social unrest. Mm -hmm. Other groups were encouraged by Russian Internet trolls to hold protests against police, for and against immigrants, sometimes encouraging both at the same location to increase the possibility of violence. The indictment also reveals this post-election protest outside New York's Trump Tower was organized by Russians on Facebook. It grew so large, even CNN covered it. Michael White, one of the original Occupy Wall Street organizers, says he believes he was contacted by Russian trolls in May of 2016. He worries about the long-term effects. If it is true that a Russian-created activist group is indistinguishable from an American-created activist group, that will have negative impacts on our ability to create social movements that are positive, mm -hmm. that actually benefit ourselves and not some sort of foreign power. So that People will always be wondering, well, is this, is this a real right. event? And I think that may have been part of the goal of the Russian thing. To Florin Goldfarb, there is no Russian thing. It is all, as she repeatedly told us, BS. 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 And please, 
Please report that. I don't believe that. That's bullshit. I know all the people that were with me, okay? They were at my meetings. They're all Trump supporters, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. But did you realize Poor that you guys thing. were in communication electronically with with Russians? Not me. Not me. I don't you know. You were posting stuff yeah, on Hillary, Facebook. Hillary Clinton was. Oh, my God. And so was all her uh, oh bandits. Oh, my God. You Some of that you, you were in charge of the Facebook account, right? You were posting and reposting almost word for word the information that was coming out of this <laughs> Internet research agency no. in St. Petersburg. Bye -bye. No. You don't believe that? Nope. Thank you. You're bullshit because you are a dupe, not only of a con man, but of the freaking Russians, you stupid being patriotic. What's being patriotic? Hugging a flag, right? Hugging a flag and then being a dupe of Russian trolls that hate democracy, that are infiltrating our country, causing discord, spreading propaganda to idiots like you who refuse to believe that when the fourth estate, when a representative of the fourth estate, the only profession enshrined in the Constitution to protect democracy, comes to you to explain that you're a freaking dupe, you put your stinking fingers in your ears and, and cry, I don't believe it, bullshit. You're a little dupe of a con man. And that's why he gets away with it. And that's why the Republican Party continues their nefarious games playing with this country. And we are hanging by a thread. We really are. It's almost over, people. I don't know if you realize that. This isn't a drill. I'm not being hyperbolic. We are under attack constantly. We have a, a Russian agent in the White House. And we have a large, sizable uh, amount of our fellow Americans just don't believe it. Could you imagine if we were attacked, let's say, on, at Pearl Harbor, and you had FDR denying it and pretending like it didn't happen and then going to meet with the emperor and doing his bidding and allowing uh, Japanese propaganda to infiltrate our public discourse and then telling all your cabinet and all those close to you to lie about it and then going in front of the media and lying to, to our faces, to the faces of the American people because that's the picture the Mueller report paints and it's like living in crazy town because Trump and all of his Republican enablers are fanning out across the corporate media, declaring that he's completely exonerated, and it is not effing true, not at all. So um, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know what to do half the time. I'm like, I got to get out of this country. Honestly, I really believe that. I think I got to get out of here. And people, I've talked about this on the show before, that I need to get my Irish citizenship in order and get the F out of here before it's too late. I mean, you only get one life to live. You know, I know that they promised me a mansion in heaven, but I, I ain't banking on it. But do I really want to live on a country that is just so screwed up? And what is the hope? And, and I got to think that if... Twitler wins, so-called, quote-unquote, again. I'm really, really got to take this into consideration. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. This country's done if he wins. 
And this is why we do what we do. I know I, people say, don't leave. We got to fight. I want to. I do. I want to. I just go through these things where I feel like it, it's hopeless. I mean, now I'm talking myself off the ledge a little bit because what happened when, when we elected Barack Obama, well, I was completely shocked, frankly. I never thought in my entire life that I would see a, somebody of, uh, who, a mixed-race man um, in this racist-ass country aspire and succeed in winning the highest executive office in the land. I never thought it was possible. And then, so this country can be very surprising. But the fact is, right now, we have literal traitors and their sycophants in infesting the halls of power. They uh, and and the and the the mechanisms of of doing something about it have been manipulated and rigged against eliminate uh, against getting rid of this the tyranny. That's what they have been doing. The Republican Party. They, when they get into power, they they gerrymander and and rig the elections and stuff the courts and try to ensure as much as they can that they will not never ne- let go of their power. They have that's why they have no interest. They have no interest in democracy, and they are destroying it deliberately. Um. Don't let the American flag, the made in China American flag lapel pins fool you. The Republicans are the greatest threat to this country, to democracy that this that this country has ever faced. There is a reason why we take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States from enemies foreign and domestic. And um, you know, and I'm not saying do anything violent, but we got to get rid of these Republicans peacefully and legally. They need to be a permanent minority party. They cannot be trusted with power because they hate democracy. You don't, if they hate government, when they're saying they, they don't like government, because we all know this, what Republicans say, government is the problem. Government is the problem. Well, if you think, when you're saying government is the problem, what you really hate is democracy. Because that's the government that the founders fought a revolution to create. That millions of souls went to their cold early graves to entrust to us. So when you're saying you hate that government, you hate democracy. So that they are the threat. They are basically declaring themselves an enemy of the people when they say that. You hate government? We are the government. You hate the well, what do you like about the government? That's why Twitter can't stand he's the this country, this government. He he has a hard time functioning because he's not a uh a legally elected um representative. He thinks he's a king. He doesn't like having courts slow him down or the law slow him down. That's why he needs to pack the courts and ensure that he's got loyalists around him and liars and flunkies, people like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you know, all the Jesus lovers, Sean Hannity, the stupidest man on earth. Why is, why is it all the stupid people flock to the Republicans too? That's the other thing. You got to think about that. 
Oh, it's all bullshit. It's bullshit. I don't. Uh, make sure you report it. Make sure you report it accurately. Like they're not going to, right? You dumb bitch. We are reporting it accurately. We're telling you, you accurately. You were a dupe of the Russian government. You fool. They infiltrated. They. They. It doesn't matter if all your your dumbass friends went to that rally. They were American. They were being, the strings were being pulled by Moscow, you moron. And you got to ask yourself, you're, you're uh, loyal to a con man who's also endorsed by the KKK, David Duke, uh, and Nazis, and getting help from Russian oligarchs and the Russian government, which is one and the same, really. But no, I don't believe it. Report it accurately. Make sure, you dumb bitch. Turn off Fox News. Take that damn socialist social security check that liberals provided for you and uh, get yourself a subscription to The Nation, for Christ's sakes. Go on RDT Daily. We'll welcome you in there. Well, you're, you're welcome. As long as you don't behave like a moron or, you know, an ignorant uh, troll... We'll we'll allow you there. We you might even learn something. But no, oh you're being patriotic. It's not it's not patriotic to be in league with the KKK and Putin. Okay, I got news for you, sister. Oh my lord, help me, somebody. So all right, I see I'm I'm running late now for my break. I need a break. You see, I need a break. I do. And Poppy Champlin's going to call in. And, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope Trump won't win. I'm looking at the feed on Facebook, Penny. I hope Trump does, won't win. If he does, well, I don't know. It's going to be, I don't know how I can handle it. I really don't know if I can handle it. So, all right, guys, listen, do me a favor. Become a patron. You can also donate to RDT Daily if you are so inclined and have the means. You, on, uh, on YouTube, they do a, you could do a super chat. You can donate a one-off donation, and that helps. Anything helps because you're not just donating to me or the show. You're donating to RDT Daily. And if you go on to our, our Facebook page, we have a, almost 150,000 followers. It's very lively conversations there. And sometimes we get some trolls. I don't, I don't allow. I don't suffer fools. We can have people with different opinions. But if, as soon as they start acting like Trump and Z's, they're gone. So, and this is what the, the, we have to have a space in media for us, for the liberals, the normal people. Otherwise, we're done for. We truly are. And we can't, we're not, we can't rely on MSNBC. So we need you, and we need each other if we're really going to win this, win back this country. Because uh, we got a lot of work to do, and partly the the media is a very important part of it. And that's what, and this is what that's this show, Mike Malloy, Bob Kincaid, the independent liberal media. We can't do it without you. So please, you know, help, help, help us, help us, damn it, meet us halfway. 
And, uh, okay, so um, I'm going to take a break. I see how late it is. Poppy's probably like, what the hell? She's calling in soon. Uh, Poppy Champlin, uh, regular com- um, contributor to Tower Buster, friend, friend, ally, and the all-around good person. So um, let me do a little breaky-poo. I'll get some more tea. The, and so this break... We have it's going to be eight minutes. So, but in the first four minutes, I took a clip from now. This I saw this video. I thought it was pretty interesting because we're always talking about on the show how what if Obama did it? What uh, just just all you have to do to to know and to really uh, get a just really highlight the hypocrisy of the Republican Party is to replace whatever Obama, um, Trump does with o- Obama and imagine the reaction. So uh, now this put together this montage of the Republicans on in their corporate media and their propaganda channels going off on Obama. And uh, it sounds familiar. Uh, what if um, it really, it, it, it could all apply to Trump. So we have that video and then, also to labor history in two. So we have, uh, so that's another four minutes, the Rick Smith's labor history. And then I'll be back in about eight minutes. So it's a little bit, uh, it's not quite um, an hour after the hour. (laughs) I don't know how you would say that. All right, guys, my name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in about eight minutes. What is wrong with this president? How dumb is he? The purpose of a journalist is to hold people in power accountable. Now, we're going to vet the president. We're going to talk about his vacation, his golfing. Two golf outings for the president cost $2.9 million. That alone is amazing. Should a president, the leader of the free world, be on a social network tweeting? No. He's he's kind of a celebrity president. He's kind of like Ryan Seacrest. This is a president who does not really know what he wants to do. He simply wants to be popular with everybody, every audience before which he stands. The president seems almost obsessed with cable TV, or am I wrong? This is a president who rules by executive authority, um, uh, executive action. When he's not doing executive actions, he's out on the golf course. The president heads to Florida for a boys' weekend of golf. Yes, this president is the beneficiary of the vision and the action of his predecessor. The rule used to be a sitting president doesn't criticize his predecessor, especially by name. Has no, any no. President, president in your lifetime no. taken on this kind of tone, this kind of harshness, either towards his predecessor or towards a single media outlet? I have never seen this before. Without the teleprompter, uh, the president doesn't know exactly what to do correctly. The president's budget that he gave today, all right, doesn't cut any deficit It increases the debt. For the man who said we have to get our deficit under control, he's not doing it. He's maybe he's it's like it's like golf, Mr. President. You play a lot of that. He's certainly not acting like the most transparent president in history, is he, Watt? 
what's in those records that you don't want us to know about? Once again, he's, he's pandering to the worst regimes and thugs and dictators. This is a president that is, is acting like a dictator. This is a president who's, who is ignoring the rule of law and siding with, with lawbreakers. This is a president now who's demonstrated that he will lie to push through a program. And once the president tweets it, then it becomes canon. Oh, that's a fact. The president says it's a fact. He's in love with campaigning. He's going to fundraisers tonight. He achieved that significant accomplishment earlier today while vacationing in Florida on your dime. This president and the people around him are convinced that God has anointed him to fix everything in one fell swoop. That's not how American politics work. That's not how life works. This is a president who has become known, I think, to the public as a blamer. He never makes any concessions. He always treats his opponents as though they're enemies. We have a president who can never admit he's wrong. He's so insecure and vain at the same time. He doesn't realize that the president has that power to set a tone and other people follow it. What he's really trying to do uh, is to divide the country and to get his people to turn out to vote. He simply doesn't like being mocked. Maybe he's a little thin-skinned. I've been saying, Mr. President, put your pants on, sit at the table, man up. Skip the trash talk. It only diminishes the office of the president. If you want to work with somebody, you don't call them names. This is a very quick and easy, cheap way to score political points, but it's a terrible corrosive way for a president of the United States to govern a country. Why don't you talk in an aspirational way to people and be more positive and more uplifting? Mr. President, you need to stop acting like a schoolyard bully and start acting like the leader of the free world. Mr. President, Everyone is laughing at us. You're like a schoolyard bully. No one's afraid of you. Putin sure as hell isn't. With all due respect, Mr. President, maybe it is time you stop looking at a TV tuned to Fox and looked in a mirror tuned to, I don't know, you. Thank you very much. And thank you, Mr. President, for watching tonight. Now, the glaring double standard that exists here is nothing short of incredible. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1937. That was the day 1,800 auto workers sat down at the Ford Motor Plant in Richmond, California. It was the largest Ford plant on the West Coast. The UAW organizing drive at Ford had just begun a few weeks earlier with a sit-down strike in Kansas City. Company manager Clarence Bullwinkle reported he had returned from lunch only to find the plant occupied and all the power shut off. Workers began their occupation after 12 workers with seniority rights had been transferred from the assembly plant to the loading department and then discharged. Strikers voted to allow company officials and office workers to leave the plant but not return. Bullwinkle was told to get out and stay out until you meet our demands. He refused to budge and hold up in his office. Demands included recognition of the union, seniority rights, and regular pay instead of discharge for workers who are out sick or injured on duty. As the night shift arrived and then left, they passed their lunch buckets in solidarity to the striking workers. Within 12 hours, the strike was reportedly called off after Ford officials agreed to meet with strikers. Seeing this as tantamount to winning union recognition, workers paraded through the streets in the early hours of Saturday morning. But they hit the picket lines later that day when Ford officials failed to appear. By Monday, they were right back on the job. 
Fearing another day's loss of production, Ford officials met with union leaders. While workers did not win formal recognition, they did win seniority rights and recognition of the Shop Stewards Committee in a first step toward union recognition, which would come four years later. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on the Twitters at Labor History in Two. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1938. That was the day the Keene Mountain coal mine exploded near Grundy, Virginia. Described as a flame-belching volcano, the explosion killed 45 and injured three more. It is considered one of the worst mining disasters in the history of Virginia. One surviving miner described the scene saying, quote, I saw coal-carrying cars, motors, slate, and timbers spouted as if from a cannon. The state mine inspector determined the miners had been killed instantly. The mine had just opened the year before and produced 40 railroad cars of coal a day. But the mine was also owned by the Red Jacket Coal Company. In Mingo County, West Virginia, years earlier, Red Jacket had been a key player in keeping the UMWA out, making its employees sign yellow dog contracts and winning injunctions against union organizing. As a member of the Williamson Coal Operators Association, Red Jacket contributed to the hostile anti-union environment that created the conditions for the Matewan Massacre and the Battle of Blair Mountain in the early 20s. They called in Baldwin Phelps detectives to start evicting Matewan strikers from company housing. In the aftermath of the 1938 explosion, new mine safety regulations were demanded. The inspectors were finally given the legal right to conduct inspections over the protest of mine owners in 1941. However, there was no power to enforce the new regulations. The Phipps family commemorated the disaster in its 1965 song, Red Jacket Mine Explosion. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. Yo, all right, guys, welcome back. My name is Tara Devlin, and we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and we are rebroadcast starting Sunday Eastern on Progressive Voices, anytime on the Progressive Voices app, GDPR Revolution 99, which is another great liberal radio station. If you aren't, uh, if you love podcasts, check it out, Okay. And SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Please give us a review on iTunes. That helps us grow. Become a patron, please. Uh, that will help us grow. We need more patrons. That's just I'm just saying it. I'm putting it out there. We need patrons, baby. Uh, so if you want to, you know, you hang out every Saturday night. Let's just say you went out and you had uh, you went to a pub or something, and you know, put a uh, buy a couple of cups of coffee. What's the difference? You know, throw a little something in the jaw. You know what I'm saying? So, and what else? Um, uh, review. I said that already. And, you know, I'll do this as long as I can. As long as we're 
uh, because you when you're donating to uh, to this show, you're also keeping RDT Daily afloat. We have independent writers, not many. We, we would like to hire more. If we get more patrons and more people who donate, we can hire more writers. And if you go on the RDT Daily Facebook page, it's a very lively community, and you could be part of that community. We also have a fan page, which you, you can go on and uh, post your own stuff. And we're, we are, we are, whatever. I mean, we'll do, we're trying, we're trying, you know what I mean? We're doing it together. We can't do it without you. So thank you, everybody, for who are who uh, patronizes the show. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. And um, there you go. Guys, I hate doing the begging. Also, you could buy a shirt like this. This is from the RDT Daily Store, Deep State. Um, we have mugs. We have keychains. We have good stuff. Good stuff, may, very good gifts. You can buy a Trump wipe your face, wipe your feet on Trump's face doormat. That's a popular one. It's good to get your aggression out. So, yeah, as I was saying, I don't know what I'm going to do if Twitter so called wins the election again. Because he didn't win, he didn't even win the first time, okay? And in my lifetime, there's been tr two. Republican presidents who have not won the election but still got their greedy fingers around the neck of this country and they and because of that we are in the in the shape we are in this is not a conservative country this is a liberal country because when you talk to even the morons you know who want their government hands off off their medicare they when you talk to people about the so-called uh, crazy left-wing socialist policies like Medicare for All, people like it. Over 70% of the American people want a Medicare for All type system. And they believe in the... Yeah, do you, when you ask them the questions, do you believe that corporations should pay a higher tax rate or their fair share, whatever? You know, people agree. Nobody thinks it's uh, a, a good thing that Amazon pays zero in taxes. This trillion-dollar company, this giant behemoth that uses our roads, uses our public education system, because people who work there, they don't have the Amazon's not teaching them how to read. We did that. We the people did that. Or they use our court systems to enforce their contracts or use our police when the contracts need to be enforced or use, I mean, we can go on and on. But they don't pay? They, they drive our roads, their trucks go over our roads, but they don't, get, they don't pay their fair share? We pay, right? Because they're funneling the money out of our pockets into the pockets of the Jeff Bezoses of the world and the Howard Schultzes, these whiny little whiners. So sick of them. And but speaking of somebody I'm not sick of, we got Poppy Champlin calling in. Poppy? Speaking of someone you're not sick of. <laughs> <laughs> we were just speaking of somebody I was sick of. And I needed somebody. I just needed someone I wasn't sick of, like ASAP. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm glad you're not sick. No. What are you kidding me? I need you, Poppy. I um left in to my own devices. It could be a very. It's like my mind is a scary place. You don't want to go there alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you what I just did for the second time in my, well, in a year. Uh huh. I I booked an airline ticket. I'm I'm all set. I look at the ticket the night before, and I booked it for. P.M. and not A.M. Oh, no. I remember you did that. Oh, yeah. That remember sucks. I did that? Yes, I do. Because then you, like, again. got there early and you realized, or, oh, my God. I'm, no, I have I to. <laughs> I'm, like, 12 hours early here. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So, what, so can now, you change now it? Now I got to rent a car and drive it, huh? Can you change it? No, no. The, uh, the way that the, the, the airlines, because I bought it on cheapo tickets, mm, and that mm-hmm. means it, it's just, it's worth it. It is what it you is. Know, once you buy right. it, it you is got... what it is. And I, I screwed it up. I screwed oh, it up wow. again. I can't believe it. I guess what you get to, you me? could go there early and then, like, look, you know, see the town. Where, where are you going anyway? Tell us about your schedule. Chicago, Chicago, the title of town. I'll show you around. Hey, Ellen says to say hi, by the way. Oh, where is Ellen? Ellen Miller, who from, from, what's her, what's the call letter? Hold on, I wrote it down. It's out Chicago at WCPT 82 point nothing a.m. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's great. Is she coming on the show? Because yeah, we're we were uh, Poppy and I were on Ellen's show a couple of times, and we want to get Ellen Miller on the on Terror Buster. So um, yeah. we got to do it when Poppy's available, though. So Poppy has a life. See, unlike me, I I'm here every Saturday evening. Poppy <laughs> is calling in from all over. She's traveling, and she gets to see America, and. But let me ask mm-hmm. you a question. Now that uh, thinking, speaking of America, do you when because you're doing comedy, you're you're traveling around, you're doing your tours, and do you ever encounter? Obviously, the crowd that you attract—they're not the Trump and Z right. crowd. But do you ever get any of these Trump supporters in your audience, or what do you have you encountered uh, anything yeah, like that? One time, I I remember one time somebody yelled out, "Don't go there." Oh like really? That. Yeah, yeah. Even in a because uh, is is it was it like a gay venue or was it just yeah a, really? Yeah, it was. That's what always shocks me when yeah, you have a gay somebody who's gay who is I know. a Trump supporter. I mean, not even just a Republican. <laughs> on, on top of that, like that just makes that's just baffling. Why anybody would be a gay Republican? I always I I've had gay Republican friends. Like I'm speaking of this yeah. one person in well, particular. Well, isn't there a group called Gay Republicans? Well, there's the log cabin Republicans. I, it's just it's so pathetic yeah. to me that they that you're why and they what they would say is that oh. they're they're fiscally conservative. Fiscally, it doesn't matter how that the during the you know be even the Republicans used to be as you remember horrifically rabidly homophobic they when i remember watching when of course they still are but they're they don't get as much bang for the buck 
for being anti-gay yeah. now. So right. they they're switched. They've switched to being anti-trans. Now they're they're focusing their hate on trans people because there's there's oh. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of in, misinformation. In the, in the military right now. Right? Oh yeah, the, but the, because there's there's a lot of misinformation about trans people, and there there's therefore there's a lot of fear, and they they right. th- right. instead of uh, Republicans doing being leaders or being representatives and trying to bring people together and using their platform to educate the morons, they they cultivate the confusion and the hate. Which is that's why they that is yeah. why did they're you, so evil, really. You know. Did you did you did you have some trans people when you were serving? Um, that you knew of? Not that I know knew of. Not that I knew of. I mean, I mean, there were some like very masculine women and whatnot. Not that I, that makes you trans or not, or or. But I would be like, don't ask, don't tell. I mean, honey, you don't even have to say anything. You know, and it's like. <laughs> The only way I knew she was like a female was because of like the hat, you know, it was a different hat you wore. (laughs) There's a, well, when you're a drill sergeant, there's, you know, you get a a female drill sergeant wears a different hat than the male drill sergeant. But that was the only reason I knew this one particular drill sergeant was a, was a female because, but I don't know. That doesn't mean that she's lesbian or anything. Really, what, I don't you have know. A, a, you have a bun and a bow and a, and a no. And it's a bow like it's the hat, hat that they, hat. they they get. They put a little bow on it. No, it's like the female <laughs> drill sergeant hat has like a has a like it goes up on the side, and the males are just straight and flat, and then the female one well, has a. Then the males should go up. <laughs> <laughs> You better write a letter, maybe. Maybe it changed since I was in. I don't know. <laughs> write a letter. But, yeah, write I mean, I was never, I was always telling. So I figured there was only a matter of time that I was, until I was thrown out. But because I could not shut my mouth anyway, because if people would ask, it's like, <laughs> well, I got nothing to hide. Like, yeah. I was out of the closet. So it's like, I, you know, I remember one time I was out to eat with somebody and, uh, uh, we were in uniform, and uh, she's like, so how come you don't have a boyfriend? I was like, oh, I'm a lesbian. And <laughs> she's like, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, she oh, did? fuck this. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, fuck wow. this shit. She goes, you don't know who's here? Maybe somebody, you know, I'm like, oh, bullshit. This is yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's I was true. just like, oh, fuck tell this. Me, tell me what, what, you, what, what do you think about Pete? How do you say Buttigieg? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I mean, he's great. I think it's great that the fact that he's running and it doesn't really seem to be a big issue except for the dumbasses, of course. Of course, and that's that's also very sad. When I saw, cause he he gave a speech the uh, the other day, and of, and this one particular homophobe followed him to two different events in the same day, and uh-huh. started to scream and yell at him, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. And he was like, hello, you know, hi, nice to see you again. And, and, you know, he had some answers for him or whatever. But it's just, I thought to myself, what a pathetic person that is, uh, that this is how you spend your limited lifespan. Like, that we have only a short, this is a very, you know, it's a blink of an eye and it's over. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we, and that is how you're spending your limited lifespan, following uh, somebody around, yelling Sodom and Gomorrah because of you don't like the way that they that 
they that they formed a legal marriage contract with, with somebody who has the same pee pee as them and uh, of each other. It's like then you got to know too that the fact that that guy got up in the morning and that's what he that was his plan for the day. He that was, was his day. Yeah, yeah, that was his plan. <laughs> like he was like, I'm going to harass Pete Buttigieg uh, for and be and and yell anti-gay slurs at him. And that you got to know that that guy is a closet case. There is no doubt in my mind that he that yeah, there is yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, and so. that is so now, how do sad. You think Trump is going. I mean, Trump's going to attack everybody. So what right. do, you, do you think he's going to of course low and yes, and do some because some they're, they're children. They, yes. I actually, I, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking of that the other day and I was thinking, I wonder what he's going to say. I'll probably say, you know, I, I could see him saying something like, well, uh, just don't drop the soap with him or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, or maybe, or maybe he'll get into the White House and he'll use the rear entrance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's what he'll say. But we- I think. You know, Pete ought to do like what Eminem does in his raps, and he's like an eight mile, and he just he'll yes. say everything about yeah. himself first, so that Trump has no more information. Right, exactly, and he I looks like know. an idiot. But that, but this is what they are, though. That's all Republicans are now. It's they are emotionally stunted school. They 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 are schoolyard bullies, and and it's really yeah, embarrassing I mean, for if we want to really be. A modern nation, they got nothing to offer, but they 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 oh. belong in a schoolyard. They're not even fit to be like if you were if they were acting like that in the schoolyard, they would get detention. You know what I mean? They would the teachers would right. intervene and say, "You're a bully. You're a douchebag." They would be in well, maybe they wouldn't say douchebag, but they they'd be in counseling. <laughs> they would take them and put them in detention. They wouldn't they wouldn't allow it to, because it's not normal. It's emotionally disturbed and yeah but those are the people that are following him that's 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 who likes him is bullies and stuff they like that mentality that he's got right exactly i'm just really scared about what what how if he even makes it to the next election i mean i can't uh, is it really only uh, Elizabeth Warren, who's asking to right. go for impeachment, well, so is far, it only her? So far, but that's the that's other thing. Crazy. It's like, you know, um, so Nancy Pelosi was like, "Oh, he's not worth impeaching," and but what yeah. is what is the point then? It's um, he is breaking the law. If he didn't obstruct justice, he tried a, a, a lot to obstruct justice. What and he obstructed the yeah. other thing that the Mueller report said was that he obstructed justice in plain view. He did it out in the open, yeah. so it's not illegal. Then it's like, oh, so if I like do a smash and grab in front of, uh, you know, a cop, yeah. I don't go to jail. I don't understand. Um, it's like, oh, I don't understand but he gets away. It's like uh, then you think about the this is the this is this country is so the uh, the it's the injustice of this country that you have this white con man, this big fat tax dodging, tax cheating, grifter, Putin puppet con man who sells yeah. fake universities and you know 
and uh, he uh, non FDA approved vitamins, and he gets away with oh. with it. And then you have this, uh, you know, a, a a black teenager who allegedly stole a backpack, goes to Rikers Island for three years, and ends up dead because he kills himself. You know, it's uh, yeah. and he yeah. didn't even steal the goddamn backpack. He just didn't have enough money for bail. So this one right. monster gets to be gets to just take a dump all over. This the grand experiment in liberal democracy, in full view, and collude, kiss Putin's ass. Coll- of course he colluded. What the hell? Why would they need a? Yeah, why would they need a back channel to in the Russian embassy of all places? And the other thing that Trump did too. This thinking about speaking of back channels and whatnot. They, they um. I, I'm trying to remember now. Um, they see the Russians um, like they spy on us all the time. And in the American embassy in Russia, they Trump ha- is now hiring Russians to guard the American embassy, which is basically saying that huh. the American embassy in Russia is completely bugged. And they had to tear down the American embassy in Russia. This is Earl. Uh, I think it was under Obama. In fact, now, let me look this up. Yeah. Because yeah. he, because there were bugs, they had uh, because they hired a, a Russian firm to complete the construction of the, and it ended uh-huh. up that they had bugged at like every like the boards of the wood that created the rooms. Like they they had embedded bugs. Holy shit. Yeah, and so the entire thing had to be had to be uh, stripped and they you know wow. they, they have, were very clever the way that they put these bugs in there but the whole thing was completely wired and so trump got rid of the it used to be american it used to be marines guarding the american embassy and trump got rid of them and now they there's a there's a private russian security firm with ties to putin guarding the american embassy in moscow be, i mean what, what? Exactly. And this is what the fuck is going on. Like, it's what is. And the, then you have these morons, these these the, the Fox News flunkies, the the uh, representatives in Congress, these Republicans like Lindsey Graham, all defending, oh. defending this monster who is who has who has made us unsafe. And unsecure, insecure, and also a laughing stock of the world, not only and has really damaged this this damaged country. I and sometimes I think beyond repair, frankly. It's really frightening. Yeah. What do you <sighs> think about Biden? Do you think that Biden oh. will be able to kind of tackle Trump? No, no. I know, mean, can I ask I, I, think, yeah, I heard yeah. him I heard him say you know, like I, I mean, this, somebody might must have to get down low and and attack him the way he attacks people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Get down and just low. Just call him out. Well, Trump. Yeah, get down um, low and call him a motherfucking, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> and this is what he does. And well, he, you call know him what a mean? traitor. Like, call him. Yeah. Of course, but huh? I don't. Honestly, I'm not big on Biden. Frankly, I think I think it's annoying. Yeah. He's annoying. 
because it's like yeah, I don't want to hear this bullshit. First of all, he's already the, this is the third time he's trying to be president, and this there's just this whole thing like will he get in? Will he not get in? It's like don't do me any favors, honey. If you don't want to do it, I gotta really think about it. I gotta really. It's like go then go go fucking retire like and uh, and I feel like he's um, of the past and and I know Bernie is a lot older than him or I don't not a lot but he's older like of course Bernie's an old older man but he's I don't feel like Bernie is of the past and I don't I do think that Biden has a lot of baggage he he is a total political game player. And in a way that, like, he's he helped. I mean, he was part of the whole uh, whitewashing of Anita Hill. There's so many things that yeah. he uh, that we can just be like, oh yeah, he's supposed to. He's really the candidate of the that people are. Oh, I like Joe Biden because they're familiar with him. They don't know. They don't know um, politics. You know what I mean? Right. He, he's like the candidate right. for people who don't pay attention. And uh, right. oh, I like and that's him. Like, that's like that's a lot of people. I mean, that's exactly. a lot of people. It's like, true. Like, who's my mother going to vote for? Right. Who's my mother going to vote for? And no, the only one that she would probably like would be a Joe Biden. You know mm. what I mean? Right. Well, she. Like, I mean, if who you can't, eighty-year-old, right? Eighty-year-old people. Who are they going to vote for? I don't know, but I mean, if it's like, if that is your reason, I don't know. I, I, if you're, you can't choose between. <laughs> Twitler and anybody else, uh, like like if you're gonna vote for Twitler over anybody else, well, <laughs> I mean, my, uh, my, right? No, my mother, she voted for Hitler. I mean, she voted Hitler. She voted for. Uh, she voted for Hitler. How old is she? She voted for Hitler, and uh, but this time she's not. You for know what Twitler, I mean? you mean? Like, who is she gonna go for? Like, who else is going up? She voted him for Twitler. No. Huh? Your mother voted for Twitter? Yes. That's depressing. I hate that. I think my well, sister did too. Yeah. Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> Hitler's not on the ballot. But she doesn't want to do it again. She doesn't want to do it again. Well, like, that's at least the good. Up her way. Well, good. Well, she should have seen it. This is what hurts my feelings. Like, because I think my sister voted for this monster. And, um,. It hurt. I take it personally that she is that she voted for this, not just because she's a moron for doing it and a con- and a and a dumbass, but yeah, she's voting right. for the anti-gay party, and I'm her freaking sister, and so like that's not okay. I, I said the same thing with my mother. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. It's like you're voting for a party that uses gay lives or any minority, really, as nothing but political fodder. They don't give a shit if, like, hate crimes are through the roof and they spread ignorance. Yeah. This this what really pisses me off about their attack on transgendered people, besides everything else yeah. that pisses me off. Because to be a tra- – I'm not – I'm gay, and I don't – and I know how hard that is to be and how hard that was to come yeah. out. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, maybe it's easier now, probably, a little bit. Who yeah. knows? I like the way Buddhist. How do you say his name? Buttigieg? Buttigieg? <laughs> Buttigieg? I, I don't know. Buttigieg? It's not – I mean, whatever. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <laughs> whatever. But the – Buttigieg. 
Well, and how embarrassing is that? Stop bonking around, man. You... In, his, in his name. He has butt in his name. That's oh, yeah. Bad. They're going to be like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah know. They're they're so, because they're children. And uh, But, yeah. What was I going to say? <laughs> I, I had a point to my whole you... story. And... I'm sorry. But, yeah. Uh, so I forgot sorry. what I was going to say. <laughs> Great. And it was a good one, too, people. It was no. a good one. Oh, why why they attack the gays and make up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say was that it really makes me mad, not just the gays. But, so now they're attacking transgendered uh, human beings, and that it yeah. really makes me mad because it, to be somebody who is transgendered, to to live an authentic life in this in this environment that that is there is nothing more courageous than living an authentic life and especially if you're in a targeted minority group so the way that they attack these the transgendered people is is not just unfair it's like it's also it it's just offensive because it really they should be celebrated for their courage you know they always talk about the land of the free the home yeah. of the brave that those people are brave for they for taking the for uh, you know for taking their lives in their own hands and being like I am going to be me in this existence despite yeah. you friggin morons and all the the hate that you the, you know what I mean it's like they're it's it's and for them the um for the Republicans to just cultivate ignorance and that's what they do they want they they consistently cultivate ignorance yeah. and hate and uh and and yeah. they don't care how many people they kill or hurt or misinform or and they're all because when they're doing that they're not just hurting the the targeted group they're hurting the ones that they're that they're manipulating because they're causing them right. to be ignorant and stupid and you know and stressed out and all that because that right. hurts them too right you know, because it hurts right. to, to be a moron. And, and track somebody down all day because Right, exactly. <laughs> to be a stupid yeah. moron is, you know, you're robbing from them too. You're not allowing yeah. them the chance to be the fully actualized themselves. What if this? What if this one guy who followed Buttigieg around, yelling your uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, like got something? Uh, you know, decent and normal to do. Maybe go have a b go build habitat for humanity. Do something normal. Yeah. Do something yeah, that well, adds yeah, value to this drive world. Drive Uber. Do right, driving Uber. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're all gonna be driving right. Uber. <laughs> the, except nobody's gonna be able to pick anybody up. You just be drive. We'll be all drivers. Right. We're all driving <laughs> an Uber. <laughs> There'll be no fares. <laughs> Because we're all driving the goddamn yeah. movers. Fucking country. Anyway, why yeah, was I? Why was not crazy. I born in Finland? Okay. In fact, what? I wish I was born in Finland. That's the happiest country on earth. Maybe I'd be happy. Oh. Or I mean, I'm not miserable, but I'm not on top of the world looking down on creation. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> It'd catch me on different days. It's yeah. uh yeah. yes no I know I'm uh, I'm not a hundred percent miserable I I wax and wane in misery um I yeah. get a lot of yeah. uh I it's just the world gets on my nerves the world it's oh my God. the stupidity the the like well I don't know if you, did you watch the first half of the show because uh, that woman who was working for the 
she didn't know that she was being a du- she was a dupe of the Russian oligarchs who created a Facebook group. You know, there's all these Russian troll farms that created oh. these pro-Trump Facebook groups, and then you had these idiots yeah. like there. One of them was called Being Patriotic. That's one of the tr- that was created by Russians, all to make oh, dumbasses uh, cheer their own demise. So it's pretty dis- wow. depressing. Yeah, and that and then then you have Twitter going out there and denying it. So how I think this is what's like to get back to the Mueller report. That's what is so baffling to me. Why? How is this even happening that this this moron uh, did all of these things to undermine our election and democracy? And and he's walking around as the so-called president still. How is this okay? And then, the, and then Mueller punts it to Congress, and Congress, all the Republican representatives are going on Fox News. He's completely exonerated. Completely exonerated. It's oh like I am living in, in oh a nightmare. God. This is a nightmare. And then it you, is. It's the Twilight Zone. It really is the Twilight Zone because, like, when the Mueller report comes out, well, the redacted Mueller report, and it's, it doesn't say anything near what – what his uh, his own Roy Cohen uh, attorney, so-called attorney general Barr says that he wasn't he wasn't exonerated. They, he they wasn't. Uh, uh, there's a hell of a lot of evidence for what they for conspiracy and and Mueller didn't say he was uh, he was he didn't commit obstruction uh, that he was exonerated from uh, obstruction of justice. He just punted to the Congress. And the, it, you know, it seems like it's in slow motion. You know what I mean? It's like it's like he does the deed, mm-hmm. then they look at it, then they discuss it. But he's already done more deeds, right? And so none of them get to be punished. Yeah, he doesn't get any punishment from any of them because he's right. like Teflon, and he's moved on to the next yep. bad thing, and the next bad thing, and the next bad thing, and pretty soon everybody's <laughs> like, "Fuck this guy!" Right? You it's know, like, we can't even keep up with right. the shit he's pulling. Exactly. And so then, so it, then it's just depressing, and then it's just nobody's got everybody's. Um, what's the word when you have no empathy? When you have uh, you're 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 flatlining. I don't know. Um, when you're you have a flat well, affect. That's a that's yeah. A thing. You just so you're you're numb to everything. Then you're just like forget it. Right. You can't win. That's and then the people thing. are just like, like forget it. Right. They just and especially when you're living in a country where. It's really the cognitive dissonance of when some like in the in the first hour I showed a video from from CNN when the the reporter told this lady that she was that this Facebook group she was involved in was a was a Russian plant that the Russians created it to yeah. get the dumbasses yeah. to cheer for for their chosen candidate. Uh, oh bullshit! Bullshit! bullshit right <laughs> and then she's like make sure you report this accurately you know because her master had told her everybody's fake news right and uh then yeah. she, she goes on inside and watches fox news and they're all on fox news they're like completely exonerated completely exonerated and they it said nothing of the sort there was no complete exoneration so and we're and now the other thing that's so offensive is the Republicans are reviving their Hillary uh, email 
investigation. Oh. Yeah. They want to know, mm-hmm. was this Hillary email, uh, was this case dropped because uh, they were afraid that uh, that that Hillary was going to, when it would hurt her electoral chances? And, I mean, like, can I, I would rather listen to a rake scratching across a chalkboard than another Republican talk, say, what about her emails? What about her? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is that they're both related, you know, so they have just as much a right to the illegalities that was going on as as we do. But we ended up with a guy that, you know, has no morals. Right. And for, you know, Hillary, I think she has like fucking 90 percent more morals <laughs> At least at than least. he. He's got ten percent morals, and she's got ninety. I'm picking the lady with the ninety percent. Right. Right. I mean, and they invest. They've investigated Hillary's emails again and again. It's like again and again and again. It's sort of like they never stop. Yeah. They are. That is the Republican Party. And what do the Democrats do? Oh, we need to. They they do everything by the book constantly. Oh, we don't want to be like them. You know what? Maybe it's time to stop. Uh, Fucking around and stop bringing a uh, a strongly worded email to a gun battle. These these mother effers have yeah. uh, have this entire. They have the American eagle by the throat and they're strangling it. And it's um mm. we're we're on our last legs. Enough is enough. We don't need mealy mouths, yeah. middle of the road. That's the other thing about Joe Biden that pisses me off. It's like we don't need the middle of the road. Okay. The middle of right. the road got us here. We need radical but the, but change. The problem, the problem also is that Obama knew about the Russian uh, meddling and didn't say anything. Exactly. Obama that, right. knew. He was, he was still the president when he knew this shit was going on, and he didn't say anything. And that is where yes. the stem Begin. Of course, and that's why, and that's what I was saying in the first hour. This is what pisses me off about. I actually brought that up and said that you think this is because because Obama said, oh, he didn't want to uh, put his thumb on the scale. He didn't want to seem like he was yeah. uh, putting his thumb on the scale right. for Hillary, like as if the effing Republicans would ever give a shit about something like that. They would have came out full bore blaring on all their propaganda networks just that the Russians were helping Hillary, right? It would never it would never stop. And that's what Obama should have done. And he from the from day one Obama was, you, they talk about, uh, you know, he was really, this is the, one of the things that the Republicans do, because they're, this part of their racism, they, that the way that they would brand Obama was, he was either very lazy, or he was uh, like a Chicago gangster, you know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> but that's how they would brand him. But, you know, the thing that, and he, or he was naive, that was another thing. So I, I'm almost hesitant to say, but it was almost like a bit of naivete about the Republicans because they, he, he kept uh, asserting or, or telling people, Obama kept saying that, oh, the Republicans, the fever would break, that eventually they would want to work with him. And, and that never happened. And so how long did it take for him? Yeah. He, that's why he started yeah. signing executive orders and whatnot. But it took years. And it still sent, and even in the end, when he was he assumed he was going to pass the uh the torch to Hillary that he should have came out and who cares 
you seem like you're putting your thumb on the scale. Who gives a shit? We're under attack, yeah. for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And and that yeah. and so, his silence enables, you know, the, and the, yeah. the Republicans yeah. to continue doing what they're doing today, to, to, to right. deny right. it. And so that and he has never said any. Well, he said he did. Yeah, he, he said he did know. Right? He said he knew. Now he says it. You know. So, but the it's now that, he says. And that's but the thing is, it's like that. But he, as far as I I I I know now, I'm not 100 percent sure. But the he he this that's what he says. They didn't want to put the thumb on the scale for Hillary. But who cares? Put the thumb on the scale for Christ's sakes. Do it. The damn Republicans yeah. will put everything on the scale. For uh, to I, destroy I, democracy, you know, what are we going to take to save it from these freaks? But uh, there's no compromise. This is the thing that annoys me about Joe Biden. It's like we're, of course, I will vote for whoever is the Democratic nominee. You always got to say that. But the fact is, we don't need a middle of the road compromiser because we can't compromise with these with fascist snakes. You're talking about a bunch of fascists who are in in league with anti-democratic foreign dictators that are taking money from uh, through uh, Russian money laundering campaigns through the NRA, and they know it. They know, and they are, they are uh, like Mitch McConnell, doing uh, anything nefarious to, to destroy American democracy and pack the courts. Uh, illegally. I mean, this is what we're talking about. How, like, with uh, yeah. uh, Obama should have appointed, Merrick Garland should be sitting on the Supreme Court. Just like we shouldn't yeah. have, uh, yeah. you know, the, these Republicans have entirely too much power. And they are, and they're not, they're not, they didn't get that power legitimately. They are the minority right. party, but they are really, uh, they are able to control this democracy or whatever, the semblance of democracy, because we have an opposition party that allows them, that, you know, that, that plays by the rules all the time. And I'm not, I don't know what I'm saying, like, oh, don't, you know, don't do anything illegal, but it's a not, a, not enough. Take, it's time to take the gloves off and know what we're dealing with. I mean, if they yeah, don't know, what, what candidate is going to do that? What candidate is Bernie going to do that? Bernie, Bernie, huh? I Bernie? believe Bernie. He knows who they are. He knows who they are. Yeah, he doesn't. He knows that Trump is illegitimate. But Biden, I don't. I, I don't care. Like, okay, Uncle Joe, you know, you're nice, a nice guy. It's not time for a nice guy. Enough is enough no. with this. No, we need somebody who's well, going to fight them. We'll, I, that's what I thought Joe Biden would t take off the gloves and really, you know, have yeah. a man-to-man -man fight, you know? I don't know. I, like, I really I mean, don't. I mean, a real fist fight. He's, I mean, he's already tried to become the president three times already. It's like, I don't know. And, um, <laughs> but... It's like I I believe that what we really need is change. We need real change that only the a real left candidate is going to implement that truly believes. Like Bernie is a man who he uh, believes what he says. And that's why even people on the right respect him because he's authentic and he's not a liar and I believe I don't care what 
Morning Joe says that Bernie um, would act, would win would win. He would have won, and he would and he would win now. Anyway, um, we're running out of time, so uh, I gotta wrap it up. I see the time, and all guys, right. all right, all right, copy. I'll, I'll leave you to wrap it up. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, all right, Sarah. Bye-bye. Poppy Champlin, everybody. Please go to her website and check out her um, her her tour schedule. Okay, because she's she's touring and it's it's a great show. So, um, all right. Anyway, just you can just Google. I'm trying to find her. Poppy Champlin. I was just trying to find her her site now for some reason. It's Poppycock Productions. Poppycock. If you just Google Poppy Champlin, you'll find it. Anyway, guys, listen, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, nobody gave me any Super Chat donations, so that hurt my feelings. But, okay, I'll think about maybe next week I'll open the phones and I'll give you a scolding uh, in person. So uh, I'm just kidding. Um, become a patron. Uh, buy some merch. Uh, donate to RDT Daily. You will keep us afloat. I, like I always say, we stick together. We win. And we will win. We will win together. Um, and I want to thank you guys for hanging out and for dealing with my erratic moods. And uh, you know what? I think I will see you guys next week. My name is Tara Devlin. Remember, we stick together. We win. I'll talk to you soon.